A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Blue skies are on the way a little bit later this morning. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. I'm Farm Director Pam Youngke. Yeah, it looks like some of the clouds are going to burn off by probably around lunchtime today, and then it is going to warm up. 81 are projected high for this Tuesday. Tomorrow's sunshine, but 68 is the expected high. Thursday, partly sunny skies, 77. Friday, we've got a 50% chance of rain in the forecast, 68. Saturday, partly sunny skies, 69. So just that shot of rain in the forecast as of Friday. Otherwise, we look pretty good. We'll see if that forecast kind of jibes with what Stu Makarag, meteorologist, is seeing on his radar. He comes up in about 15 minutes. It's a Tuesday. That means our friend John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joining us live this morning. Right now, the markets are a little chilly in overnight trade. Everything in the red ink. What are they talking about that we don't know? John will bring us the details. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to the dairy farmers of Wisconsin, promoting Wisconsin's world-class dairy products since 1983. Look for their proudly Wisconsin badge on dairy products. And to Cleary Building Corp. They protect what you value. Visit clearybuilding.com to see the Cleary difference. Keep up with Pam at midwestfarmreport.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Here's farmer and landowner John Prue. We purchased the land about three years ago, and there was an old farmstead on there with trees. We were going to clear the land so we could farm through it. We thought we knew where the pipe was, so we didn't call to get it located. The work on our property led to the damage of a light crude pipeline. Fortunately, no one was hurt, but it could have been much worse. Never assume the location or depth of underground lines. Always call 811 or visit clickbeforeyoudig.com before you start work. A message from the Pipeline Operators for Ag Safety Campaign. Well, Wisconsin lawns are finally starting to show some color and some weeds and some bare spots. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. It has been a trying spring for lawn owners and for those that research lawns. Doug Soldat is one of those University Extension lawn specialists, turf grass specialists, and I chatted with him about some of the questions that they're fielding after a very long winter. Yeah, absolutely. It's been it's certainly been one of the weirdest. We're, we're kind of getting used to these warmer springs and everything starts early, and this year it's like, whoa, it's just not coming. So I actually appreciate it because the the semester is still going and and usually this is our busiest time but you know i just came here from the research center we're just starting to get some of our trials out which is about two weeks later than than normal so it's definitely been uh been the theme what what other things have you noticed as far as research one thing that you and i've talked about from time to time uh snow mold explain for people what snow mold is and why we're still even talking about it in may 
Right. Snow mold is it's actually a group of, of fungus that will chew on turf grass leaves. Generally, they don't kill. They'll just turn the leaves all brown and, and really sets things back. And the amount of snow you have, the soil temperatures, all these factors that are somewhat difficult to predict uh, influence how much snow mold you get. This is one of the worst years we've seen in a long time for snow mold damage on lawns. So people are worried about, oh, my lawn is completely brown or is it all dead? And no, snow mold is just bad. So it's going to take some time and warmer temperatures for those new leaves to grow through, but you should be completely fine. All right. Well, that's good news in what would otherwise be kind of a worrisome trend. Let's talk about trends. What kind of research are you guys going to be looking at uh, this year at uh, the the research station? Uh, What catches your minds? What kind of questions aside from snow mold have you been handling, Doug? Yeah, we've been doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, This year is no different. We have about 20 or 30 different trials, different grass cultivars. So one of the ones uh, that that we're excited about is uh, a grass that's Roundup resistant. So we're we're used to seeing that in agriculture where you can use Roundup to kill all the weeds, but not that plant, which has been uh, uh, bred to be tolerant of it. Um, and so now there's Roundup ready uh, lawns. So you can use Roundup on your lawn if you have the right grass. And then the other way would be uh, encouraging growth that might be friendly pollinators. Yeah, absolutely. So on the other end of the spectrum is this uh, movement to have a more diverse lawn. And so we've been doing a lot of work with uh, growing white clover along with Kentucky bluegrass, which if you go back to if you look at what Scott sold in the 1930s, they were selling white clover and Kentucky bluegrass, and then we stopped doing that for a while. Uh, turns out those are two good partners, and you can have a pretty nice-looking traditional lawn of Kentucky bluegrass and white clover. Uh, the clover provides nitrogen to the lawn. It has these uh, blossoms that the bees love. So, um, you know, we're kind of going back to the way we used to do things in that regard. Well, like you said, this is still something the industry's paying attention to. What direction are we going to go? We, we were talking about no mo may. That's something that was a real catchphrase for a lot of people, and there is actually research being done to try to figure out is that really a viable way to support our natural pollinators yeah so pollinators are in decline worldwide we don't there's many reasons we don't we don't have a firm grasp on it but the more uh pollen or or nectar we can provide to those pollinators in the spring the better so that's the that's the overall concept behind it now the question is what's the best way to do that should you not mow for the entire month of may or how I feel is that you can mow higher, mow high and less frequently so that those blooms for things like dandelion and uh, clover can balloon below that cutting height. They'll still be there for the bees to get, um, but then you don't have to deal with, you know, eight inches of, of hay to mow off on June 1st. Let's talk a little bit more about those mowing practices, fertilizing practices, because I think some people are concerned if I make a bad move Early on in the month of May, I'm going to suffer for it for the rest of the summer. Give them some tips, Doug, on, you know, if I've already mowed, for example, and I didn't leave it very high. Am I doing damage that I'm not going to recover from? And like you said, this weather is still a little iffy out there, depending on where you are. So give me some tips on how I can get started on the right foot. Yeah, you bet. So, you know, if you, if you just heard this, you said, oh, I should raise my mowing height. Is like, no, yeah, just raise your mowing height. Keep it consistent. There's you can move that mowing height around no problem. The, the most important thing that you should be doing right now is uh, getting a sharp blade on your mower. That's, that's even more imp- important than 
uh, fertilization, for example. So you, you want to cut with a sharp blade. Most people uh, with dull blades or lawn gets uh, the, the they just bruise the turf and the weeds come in. The grass doesn't like to grow. You'll be amazed at how much a sharp mower blade makes a difference. So is it because of the way that we hack the blade if it's not sharp? I mean, that seems, I, I think about a dull knife on bread versus a sharp knife on bread. Bread's still kind of there, but now you're telling me we really could uh, do some damage. Yeah, yeah. It's just like if you cut your finger or something, it's, it'll heal quicker if it's a sharp cut. You know, So it's the exact same principle. If you're, if you're mowing grass with a dull blade, it, it just kind of tears the grass off. And then that wound takes longer to heal. Uh, you can get diseases that get in. So if you cut those blades with a really sharp blade, it's it's healthy. All right, I got the blade sharpened. Now let's talk about fertilization because that is something that uh, I have seen excess. I have seen none at all. Give us uh, kind of the rule of thumb on spring practices to nourish our turf, maybe some additions on crabgrass protection or something like that. Yeah, so normally uh, with the cold spring, we usually like to separate our crabgrass and first fertilization event, which is tough because a lot of the products that you buy for crabgrass contain fertilizer. Uh, You know, not the worst thing in the world, but this year it's turning out crabgrass prevention has been pushed later. And so I think this would be one of those exceptions where you can get your crabgrass control down with your fertilization in the next week or two and be in good shape. Normally we say fertilize around um, Memorial Day. Uh, which is still a good a good rule. We don't like to see a lot of fertilizer going out in April because the grass isn't really growing yet. Right. You know, and that's something I'd, I'd like to kind of continue to dwell on. You see farmers out in fields with nurse tanks or uh, you know fertilizer boxes to go across 100 acres. Help people get a little bit better perspective. There's instructions and, on, and uh, manuals all around me, but sometimes I still have a tendency of shooting from the hip on lawn fertilization. Help them understand why they need to be responsible with those nutrients, especially if they're in town. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So fertilization, is it's a really uh, tricky line. I think maybe the general uh, assumption is that fertilization causes environmental harm. That's actually, uh, it's more complicated than that. So some fertilization, a proper amount of fertilization gives you a dense lawn, which slows down the flow of water across the surface. It prevents soil erosion and is generally, uh, you know, if you fertilize about twice a year following the bag directions, Memorial Day, Labor Day, that's kind of that sweet spot for actually enhancing environmental protection. But if you're out there uh, much more than that, um, you know, four or five times a year, uh, fertilizer on the streets and on impervious surfaces, those can end up in the lake, which we absolutely don't want them. And so we want to be very careful and responsible when we are using for uh, those, nutrients. For those folks that are trying to establish a new lawn, I think they are probably frustrated because, as you said, normally we're seeing a warmer, drier opportunity to get that get that really going. How do you encourage them to exercise patience, hang on if the seed's been in the ground for two weeks and I'm still not seeing anything? How do you hold their hand through this process, Doug? Yeah, patience is key. And that's, you know, with all living things, change takes time. And so my my outlook on a lawn, if I take over a problematic lawn, I want to see uh, dramatic results over the next couple years. And having things happen in just a couple months, is it doesn't usually work that way. So, you know, we did a new study um, this year where we're looking at the question you asked is like, um, what time do you seed? And we put seed down 
back when just after the ground thawed out. And then we did it every single week up until last week. And we just started seeing grass popping. And it's 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 not like the earlier you seed, the earlier it comes up. You need those soil temperatures to warm. Nothing's going to happen until the soil temperatures hit that right threshold, uh, which was, it's just starting to happen now. Patience, not my strong suit. That is Doug Soldat. He's our University Extension turf grass specialist with some thoughts on coming out of the winter of 2022-2023 and patience necessary if you're trying to establish that new lawn. By the way, they've got some excellent resources available online if you'd like to read up. They also have some services available for you new lawn owners. You can find it on the Turf Grass Diagnostic Lab website. That's T dl.wisc.edu. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. My wife was the first to notice I was losing my hair. I thought, I am way too young for this. At QC Kinetics Hair Restoration, we see men and women of all ages struggling with hair loss. And for Nick, it began when he was just 32 years old. I didn't really think about it too much until last spring when I got sunburn on my scalp and, I don't know, it wasn't really that hot out. QC Kinetics uses regenerative treatments, all natural biologics to reignite hair growth without surgery. And the results are amazing. I felt like I was hopeful, right? But then after the first few treatments, I already started to notice a difference. It just felt real. So I was just more excited to continue the process. Real results without invasive surgery. And as for Nick's wife. She loves it. I got my hair back in my early 30s. I want to look my age, and now I do. Schedule your free hair restoration consultation today with QC Kinetics. Call QC Kinetics, 608-319-1750. That's 608-319-1750. 608-319-1750. How is it that we can have smokers' lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. She's sweeter than a glass of chocolate milk and louder than a morning rooster. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. Well, we definitely have something to crow about this morning. Looks like we've got beautiful weather on the way. At least that's the forecast in front of me. Does Stumuck agree? Time to check in on our ag weather update. Stumuck along with us. Yeah, I thought I did this forecast get adjusted a little bit in the past 24 hours time. I didn't think we were supposed to get quite this warm today. No, I expected it. I I looked at my notes from yesterday, upper 70s is what I said, and that's where we'll be most of us, even a little warmer in the West. I mean, lacrosse could be just up in the low 80s. So, yeah, real nice warm-up, and it all has to do with high pressure to the southeast and that cool front 
the one they're talking about, and they're calling the pneumonia front. It's going to drop through from the north. The big deal is there's going to be a real fast and sharp drop in temperatures as that cool front drops through here yet a bit later today. Currently up around Lake Superior, just north of Minnesota. It will drop south in a big hurry. I really don't expect a, a major rain event out of this. A slight chance of a little scattered shower, some sprinkles as that front passes. The big news is the cold air building in behind it. Radar indicating rain today in southeast Iowa, Illinois, down in the northeast parts of Missouri as well. Nothing that's going to be any effect to us. We stay dry and enjoy sunshine and a very, very mild day. But then that little front drops through that really slight rain chance late afternoon or evening for most of us. And otherwise, we stay dry but cool off sharply, dropping a good 10 plus degrees for Wednesday. The good news is it comes back. We warm it up again already by Thursday. But watch the western extent of this front that drops through. Low pressure tags onto it, starts pulling it in. Thursday night or on into the day Friday, the next chance of some showers, maybe even a thunderstorm develop and move in. Late Thursday night on into Friday and Friday night, we could talk rain amounts up toward a quarter inch or so. So some new moisture to wrap up the week and temperatures hold on on a more mild scale. In fact, a little above normal, even heading through the weekend and into early next week with a fair amount of sunshine returning. Doesn't sound all bad either, but a little rain here again. Thursday night on into Friday, we'll have to watch for. I'll have forecast details right after this. My name is Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. Wisconsinites love local. Uh, we love buying local. We love knowing who we're buying from. Uh, and that's what we were able to offer to them. We keep hearing, I've really thought about solar for a long time. I'm finally able to do it because I've got a local person that I can trust. The more you know about solar, the better. But I think the most important thing is knowing who to work with. And that's us. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com and start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to Blaine's Farm and Fleet, the original, authentic, still family-owned since 1955. And from Farm First Dairy Cooperative, serving dairy farmers across the Midwest since 2013. Farm First Dairy Cooperative, member-focused, member-driven, member-led. Keep up with Pam at MidwestFarmReport.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Alrighty, Stu, let's have some more details about that forecast for today. You mentioned uh, it's not just about today. we got to prepare for tomorrow. I'm thinking about all those folks that have baby calves or even young lambs, stuff like that. It's not just people that can get sick from this kind of a change. No, you know, we're only falling into the mid-60s, maybe some upper 50s along the Lake Michigan shoreline tomorrow, so not a major cool down, but it's pretty abrupt, there's no doubt. Mostly sunny skies are the word today. That slight chance of a shower late afternoon or evening, very slight possibility. Today's high, upper 70s, low 80s at La Crosse, I expect, and the winds are going to become a bit more northwest through the day at about 5 to 10. That slight rain chance this evening in the south. Otherwise, skies start clearing out for all of us. And we cool down back toward about 40. An upper 30 could be found here or there. And the east winds will be at 5 to 10. Sunny and cooler Wednesday. Let's just say mid-60s. I'd expect western Wisconsin in the upper 60s. With east winds about 5 to 10. And mostly sunny Thursday. Boy, now we're getting somewhere. Mid-70s. South winds at 5 to 15. 
But late Thursday afternoon at Lacrosse, Thursday night, Pam, that's when showers and maybe even a thunderstorm try to start sneaking in from the west. All right. Good enough, buddy. Thank you. We'll catch up with you tomorrow and see where we're headed. Thanks. Absolutely. See ya. All right. Stumach, Ag Meteorologist, with those weather details that you've been looking for. Like I said, uh, always let us know what's happening in your backyard. We appreciate it. The talk text line is 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Have a question that you'd like John Heinberg to address? He's our market analyst coming up before we wrap it up on a Tuesday. Just go ahead and send me that question or what you're wondering about. That talk text line serves all kinds of purposes. Again, the number 877-301-FARM. 877-301-3276. John, John Heinberg is coming our way as we kind of cruise our way through a Tuesday. Like I said, uh, looking forward to kind of hearing what's going on as far as the markets are concerned. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. No producer wants to wake up to a sick animal, and I know firsthand. BioVet is your solution for healthier animals. A lot of care and a good dose of science goes into every formulation so you can minimize problems and keep your livestock out of the hospital pen. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. We get it. You need the most durable truck and a return on it, too. That's why Ewald Chevrolet Buick is your certified agriculture dealer. With your purchase, receive AgPack at no additional cost to you. A package of farm and ranch discounts with savings up to $30,000. Right now, finance a new 2023 Silverado Turbo Max or select heavy-duty models for just 1.9%. Find new roads at EwaldChevroletBuick.com. On select models with approved credit. See dealer for details. Everyone dreams of that one special day. I'm not talking about a wedding day, a push present, or a big anniversary. I'm talking about a special day made just for you. Maybe you paid off the mortgage, finished a marathon, left the dork who couldn't see you for the amazing person you are. It's different for everyone, but it's a day that needs celebrating with a custom piece to bring a Mona Lisa smile to your face. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership, and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results... Visit wedaviesremodeling.com. Let our family help your family. This is Matt Gunderson, and this is Elmer, <laughs> our canine cuddle ambassador, here to provide good-natured, loving, fuzzy support to further our level of personal care. Someday you might meet Elmer as we assist you with an individual life celebration. Let our family help your family. Visit gundersonfh.com. Over 100 years as your hometown life celebration center.
Sprucing up your office space can be pretty darn simple with Office Furniture Warehouse of Madison. We design it, we install it, and we even give you a 5% referral discount. Better yet, we take care of the old stuff for you. You deserve a new look. Impressive office furniture with warehouse pricing makes Office Furniture Warehouse America's go-to office furniture store. Visit OFWGoMadison.com or stop by the showroom on Ronald Reagan Avenue on the north side. Create the floors you love this season with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. Here's farmer and landowner John Prue. We purchased the land about three years ago and there was an old farmstead on there with trees. We were going to clear the land so we could farm through it. We thought we knew where the pipe was so we didn't call to get it located. The work on our property led to the damage of a light crude pipeline. Fortunately, no one was hurt, but it could have been much worse. Never assume the location or depth of underground lines. Always call 811 or visit clickbeforeyoudig.com before you start work. A message from the Pipeline Operators for Ag Safety Campaign. Experienced electricians come join our team. Here's Dan, a commercial journeyman forever ready electric. Family company, they take care of people, they take care of their workers. There's a lot of benefits to working forever ready, including the fact that when you work on your education, they do reimburse you for that time. They're very good about sick time and very good about family. Competitive wages, great atmosphere, great benefits. Apply at everreadyelectric.net. For all your electrical needs, we are ever ready. There must be some kind of stipulation with John Morant and whenever he gets on the Instagram lives that he has to have a gun in his hand. Like, it, it must be something that, uh, what, uh, Facebook owns, Meta owns Instagram, so Mark Zuckerberg must have a clause in the John Morant account that when you go live, you must have a gun in your hand. The Grizzly star is going to be suspended again after he took time away from flashing a gun on Instagram live. Uh, I think it also stemmed with him fighting like a kid on a basketball court. And then there was him at the strip club um, getting into all kinds of naughtiness. And then he had to step away and he was like a mental health uh, about it all. And then what happens, Rowdy? He goes on Instagram live again and there he is, lock, stock, and barrel, gun up. So hilarious. The strip club stuff is kind of what it is, yes, right? Whatever. You just help us support I mean, some I, single moms. Any. Any person above the age of 18 or 21, depending on this, the strip club policy, could go in and do what he yeah, did. Do you want to go right now? You want to go to the is, show? That is what it is. Um, the first incident with the gun, where wasn't it threatening a kid from a pickup game? <laughs> yeah, during the summer? Yeah, that's clearly not a good look. But then they, they did an investigation. Like, the kid, I think, threatened him first. Whatever it was. There's a kid involved, but the John Morant. The John gun. Morant. Why are you playing pickup games with kids? Then why are you coming back with a gun for a kid? This one? <laughs> but it, so he's going to be suspended, correct? Yes, a lengthy suspension is going to happen. You know what's hilarious about this one? The only reason why he's being suspended for this, I guess you would call it gun incident on a video, is because of the policy that was put into place by the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> on John Moran. On him, specifically, <laughs> in his contract clause. Listen, I don't care if you have a gun. I don't care. I own guns. Rowdy has guns. You have a gun. It's your, it's your right. 
Like, I don't care that he's got a gun. It's just funny that he's like, immediately goes on Instagram Live. He knows he has this clause. He's like, hey, check this out. I got a gun. Yeah, it's, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it makes like, no sense. Have you heard of concealed carry? Obviously, you're walking a fine line here when you're playing around <laughs> with a gun in a, in a car. <laughs> but just for the situation that was where he's in a car and has said gun, I mean, technically, that's... I don't know all the stipulations on, you know, know if it's, yeah, if it's like, his or if he has concealed carry, whatever. Yeah. I mean, technically, it, that could potentially be legal. Is it an open the carry fact that the, the fact that you've already threatened a, a kid with a gun and um, it, have this stipulation in your contract where it can affect you and your money, it's just, you're he, just being an idiot. He also, when he went to, on the ESPN interview after all the stuff that he went through not too long ago, he said, quote, um, you know, talking about he needs to be more responsible, more smart, and staying away from bad decisions. He's I have a lot to lose, yada yada yada. And then what happens on Instagram Live over the weekend? There isn't a cop flashing a gun around. That's and you know, hilarious. The worst, the worst part about that is, I mean, from his perspective, is he knew the guy was taking a, a video. Yeah. Because he started, like, dancing around yeah, and flashing the gun. Yeah, to the song they were listening to, and then he pulls out the gun. Like, <laughs> you knew it was being, like, videotaped. That's, that's what the, the funniest thing about the internet, people think that they got to put their entire life, uh, literally everything on the internet. You don't have to do it. As a guy that had half his life without the internet, I missed the first half of my life without internet. The world has turned into just a slimy sludge place because of people trying to have clout on the Internet. You don't have to put your entire life on this. How many times have you been out and about or, you know, at, at like a party or gathering with friends? Maybe they're going for a certain job or maybe they have some other stipulation in their life. And they're like, oh, I, I can't be in this picture or I can't. I can't. I've had that happen before. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they stay away. Yeah. Usually it's like. Even though they're still there. It's like, so, okay, no, don't take any pictures of me. Usually it's like my girl <laughs> thinks I'm somewhere else. <laughs> John Morant. Hello. <laughs> what are you doing, John? Put the gun away. Like, I don't care if you have one. Just put it away. Like, it makes no sense. All right. I just found this. Um, Moran has been involved in several off-court incidents over the past year. Being sued by a high school prospect after a fight during a pickup game we were talking about in Morant's backyard. Where Morant uh, alleged to have punched the boy in the head and then brought out a gun. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable. And then also the strip club incident. Uh, the dude signed a five-year and $194 million max contract that's set to begin this coming season. Now, he could have escalated to a super max, but he didn't make the all-NBA, which cost him about – this is crazy. That cost him $39 million in future earnings because he wasn't eligible for a super max because, again, he didn't make the all-NBA team. But he has endorsements with Nike and Powerade. If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. It's going to be a warm one for this Tuesday. We'll burn through the clouds about mid-morning. Daytime highs today around 81 degrees. Tomorrow's sunshine and 68 before we hit Thursday. Partly sunny skies, 77. Friday, we've got that 50% chance of rain in the forecast, 68. Saturday, 
back to partly sunny skies and 69 degrees. Glad you're along with us. I'm Pam Yonke. Don't forget, stick around. Our friend John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, is going to join us. Right now, markets are lower in overnight electronic trade, no matter where you look. Is that the planting progress report we got yesterday, or is there something else afoot? He'll give us the details. Stand by. So today is the 16th day of May. What can I tell you? On this day, back in 1929, the Oscars were awarded for the very first time. It was a private dinner, and there were about 270 people that were present. Today, it's one of the world's most important entertainment awards ceremony. The Oscars awarded for the very first time on this day back in 1929. On this day in 1975... Junko Tabai, a Japanese woman, conquered Mount Everest. It happened 22 years after Sir Edmund Hillary had topped the summit. Uh, What else can we say? Happy birthday this morning to Pierce Brosnan, 70 years young today and still looking fine. And Tucker Carlson celebrating his birthday. He is 54, and now you know. May is Mental Health Month, and regardless of where you live, paying attention to your mental health is important. According to statistics from the Wisconsin Department of Health Services, across the state of Wisconsin, more than 69,000 people have sought some kind of help when it comes to mental health. And the good news is more resources are available today than ever before. Charity Seebecker has more. Perhaps the most important thing a person can do for themselves is take care of their mental well-being. Mental health has always been a key part of the agriculture community, but it wasn't always talked about. Susan Springer, founder of Suicide Prevention Southwest Wisconsin, provides insight into how agriculture and mental health come together. Mental health has always been in our ag community, but we've never talked about it. We've never touched on it because our parents never taught us about it because their parents never taught them. A lot of times the chemicals the guys are using out in the fields, that can affect, it can get through your skin, you can breathe it in, and it can affect their brain, which will cause depression, which can at times turn into suicide. They never get away from the farms. Where they live and where they work, it is constantly on the farm, so it's always on their mind, so they never get a break from it. They're exposed to mold. Mold exposure, environmental stuff, can also cause depression, which will lead to suicide. Heavy metals in our bloodstream, especially if you're from mining community, I know I'm from Inner Point, that have a lot of mines there, so it's in our dirt, it's in our water, it's in our soil. What is the demand like that you're seeing through your coalition of people searching for resources and support. Luckily, it's getting a lot better. When I first started in 2014, it was pretty low and it was very stigmatized to even talk about suicide. Now I have to say people are reaching out. They're hitting our website a lot more. They're looking for resources. They're looking for phone numbers, places to go, what they can do for themselves or friends or family. So people are actually reaching out more and people are wanting to get involved. So that's exciting. When it comes to people reaching out, are you seeing it more adults, more youth, or can you kind of give me a little bit of the demographic or backgrounds of these people who are reaching out and ending that stigma? I have to say, I'm pretty proud to say it's all demographics. Of course, the younger generation reaches out because they're in a whole different generation and they don't have the stigma as much. I mean, they do and they're still exposed to it and the younger farmers, the younger 
ones still have that stigma of, oh, I got to be tough and I can't talk about it. But once they realize it's actually being stronger to reach out and ask for help, it takes more courage to do that. Um, I do have to say the younger generation feels easier to do it. Although with our older generation, they're starting to see the effects. They're learning from the younger ones if they want to admit it or not. They're learning that they need to talk about it. They need to reach out for help. And it actually is a relief and they feel better when they ask for help and get help. So it kind of goes through all the demographics. We still have the stereotypes we need to break down. It does not mean you're weak if you ask for help. It does not mean that you can't take care of your business. And if you put your nose to the grindstone and just keep working and ignore everything, that's not going to help. And people are starting to learn that. And that's pretty exciting for me. That was Susan Springer, founder of Suicide Prevention Southwest Wisconsin. If you are in need of help, call 988 or go to suicide-swwi.org to find needed resources. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker. Bad news, Bug Campers. Soybean summer camp is canceled. But we come here every year. Listen. Renestra insecticide from BASF is headed this way. So, no soybean beanbag races. No! And no leaf-eating contest. Did you hear me? Renestra insecticide has a dual mode of action. We're all goners! Cancel summer for chewing bugs and resistant aphids with the broad-spectrum control of Renestra insecticide. I don't feel so good. Always read and follow label directions. You can hear the corn grow. You can smell healthy soil after a good rain. And you know when your livestock are healthy, and when they're not. BioVet loves seeing healthy animals contribute to your farm's productivity and profitability as much as you do. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. Yesterday in Chicago, we saw our barrel cheese slip another penny and a half down to 147 and a half. 40-pound block cheese dropped six to 147. Double-A butter on Monday was up three and three-quarter cents to 243 and three-quarters per pound. In overnight electronic trade this morning, everything is in the red ink. Right now, we've got December corn currently unchanged at 514. November soybeans are down six cents at 1225. July wheat, that's down six cents as well, 655 a bushel. The June milk currently trading six cents lower, 1635 a hundredweight. July July closed 15 cents lower at 1731 a hundredweight. Coming up next, our man John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, steps in. Are the markets lower because of the planting progress report? What did we see out of that? Or is it the World Ag Supply and Demand report that came out last Friday? John's going to recap everything for us and get us started for the day. Stand by on that. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. When it comes to custom wedding rings, get to know your Denny's Jeweler. Denny's Jewelers does offer affordable custom wedding bands. Whether it be gold, silver, diamonds, gemstones, platinum, you bring your wedding band idea and we'll point you in the right direction. We'll show you all the options. I am Sarah Denny Alexander. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. 
Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non-surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. You know when you've really made it? When you finally have your own place and you can decorate it the way you want. Your Aunt Betty used to sleep on that old couch. It's time to turn drab into fab with lazy luxury from Lazy Boy Furnishings and Decor. That chair, it belonged to the dog. Time to start styling. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy. Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You know, we don't often uh, get as much time as I'd like to visit with our friend John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. But the good news is this morning, we do have timing. Thank goodness, because we've got a lot of ground to cover. John joining us live this morning from uh, his West Bend office. Let's uh, go back a little bit, John. On Friday, we got a World Ag Supply Demand Report. Uh, we had anticipated that it could be a newsmaker. It was, but not necessarily for all commodities. What did you garnish from the WASD update? Well, it's focused on the grain side because that's really where the focus all was, was getting those 2023 market year numbers for the first time. And, you know, a lot of times those are just starting places. The USDA has to start somewhere. And unfortunately, the numbers we got were not very friendly, uh, especially for the corn market overall. You know, placing that 92 million acres that they had from the March intentions, throwing trend line yield at 181, you know, really putting some good demand onto the on the balance sheet. We still have a carryout projection at 2.2 million bushels for next fall you know that's significantly up 800 million bushels basically from where we are right now you know and we've seen the market been pricing that in all the way through all the way down to the five dollar handle for new crop corn and realistically if the weather continues to stay friendly overall you know this market is going to anticipate that this crop is going to get here throw in that large south american crop which the usda raised that corn projection up for uh just thinks like a market that right now is going to be very very, very defensive unless something changes dramatically to get the market to feel a different way. We talk about export demand that's been soft. What about uh, domestic use, John, uh, renewable fuels or anything like that? Uh, it, that seems to ebb and flow. One week it really drives our markets higher. The next week it seems to disappear. Yeah, currently, that's one of the concern points, too, is the overall pace right now, at least in terms of where we are for ethanol grind for this for the pilot corn that we are still working on for the old crop is not at the level that we need to be. And there's probably going to be an adjustment do- downward in terms of ethanol demand here that's going to add more to this pile. You know, the demand story has just been the big picture in this thing. And that was one of the things on that report that for the new year that maybe just kind of scratched my head was they put a lot of demand in there, you know, 375 million bushels of feed usage additional 300 million bushels on export demand. My fear is their thought process is as prices come down, demand's going to come up, not so much just new demand being found. 
Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about uh, some of the other numbers that you noticed, not just corn. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, the international impact. Wheat was the hot commodity last year because of uh, Ukraine and Russia. Are, are people still paying attention to wheat? Well, that was the friendly surprise, or well, maybe surprise, and we market kind of we kind of all knew it, but the market did not. It was the, what's going on with this winter wheat crop. You know, winter wheat crop com- is poking, poke, eh, excuse me, focused to be around 1.1 billion bushels right now. The USDA is predicting harvest pace at 67 percent, so we got abandonment that's going to be at a mul- at a hundred year level in terms of the amount that we're not getting done this year. And so this winter wheat crop is really, really light. In fact, the, all wheat numbers are down. 130 million bushels from what the market was anticipating. We saw that strong price reaction in the winter wheat mark, uh, prices on the report day and basically have been going on in, since that Oklahoma tour. Now the Kansas tour is starting as of yesterday, so we're going to be curious to see what some of those numbers are showing. But this winter wheat crop is thin, and actually just the North American wheat picture between the heat and dryness in the Canadian prairies, the late planting in the northern plains, this winter wheat crop. North American wheat has just got problems so far this year with the exception of maybe just the SRW or the spring wheat that competes against those global prices. Don't want to throw a curve at you, John, but for the non-farm consumers that are listening, wheat obviously is a big component for our baking industry. The type of wheat that our mills would be using, is that also in jeopardy? That's one of those factors. That's why you see the different uh, classes or, excuse me, the different price ranges. You know, you got KC wheat, you know, used in its own specific purposes. That goes $9 a bushel, where, again, that spring wheat, which is, again, the one that competes against Russia, Europe, and the milling wheat, as well as feed wheat, trading $2 a bushel under it. Again, it just comes down to those specific classes, specific uses. You know, there is some substitution that could come across the border, but uh, in terms of different types, but, again, that's individual specific group can really really jump if we see some production issues like we're going to see with this hard red winter wheat crop in the southern plains john heinberg's along with us live this morning he is a broker analyst with total farm marketing out of west bend always like to remind you if you'd like to reach out to john you can find details on their website totalfarmmarketing.com also their toll-free number 800-334-9700 79. That's 800-334-9779. Let's pivot for just a moment and uh, go away from just grain exclusive, John. Talk a little bit about the dairy complex. Boy, it just breaks my heart to have to report dairy markets on a daily basis to this audience. It has just kind of come unraveled over the past two weeks. Yeah, it really has. You know, every time we think we got a little bit of a low farming, you know, those cheese prices, the demand concerns, the buildup of supply, all just seem to be the narrative that we keep hearing. You know, you go look through some of the USDA data, what's out there, just milk supplies are plentiful right now. Plus, we're hitting that window. Schools are starting to close. Food service orders are dropping back. And we're seeing some buildup in supply, and prices continue to, to tumble. I mean, yesterday we got blocks and barrels both trading at the dollar forty-seven level. You know, so at least the spreads kind of narrowed back up. But again, prices, given where they are, where milk prices are, just keeps things on a slippery slope. You know, one thing we'll be watching here, though, the sixteen-dollar handle. We're poking at that right now with that June contract. If you go look at some long-term charts and things of that nature, you know, this, we're getting to a point where we got a multi-year trend line coming at us here, and those 
those are places where maybe this market can find some footing on the technical side. You know, if it doesn't, that opens things up even for further damage. And, you know, so it's going to be kind of a key spot around this $15.90, $16 window on that June contract if it breaks down to that level. Right now, at least just the way the cheese prices are looking, the flow, the flow of the money flow into that out of that market, plus just the concerns on the supply side. It looks like prices still got a bit of a slippery slope before we hit that bottom. We've kind of accelerated here recently, so sometimes that's another sign that maybe a bottom is getting to a point that we could be getting to soon. Are we going to be triggering some of those uh, risk management tools, uh, payout on dairy margin coverage and things like that? I would say those things are going to be on the table here fairly soon, especially still given where inputs are. But, you know, that's another thing that gets to be concerning when you use those margin programs. You know, and all of a sudden the price of grains comes down and the margin stays doesn't get affected as impact as well. So, you know, that's where some of the, you know, looking at those different programs that protect price are probably a little bit more key than the margin coverage because if, you know, milk prices come down, feed prices come down, the margin doesn't change as much as it could. You know, and then some of those programs that kind of fall by the wayside, you know, you know, so again, look at make sure you're looking at all your different tools and all of your different scenarios when you think about managing your costs, managing your risk there in the milk market. Have you heard anything, any updates from California? Been a little while since we discussed uh, the challenges that they're facing. I want to keep an eye on that, not just because of the dairy industry, but also a lot of uh, fruits and vegetables coming out of California that consumers might notice are missing at their grocery stores. Have you heard any updates lately? You know, things have gotten back online, but maybe not to the level that we need. You know, there was just some talk here recently, too, that, you know, some of the California volumes have been a little bit lower than anticipated. Maybe it's just taking some time to get things back to the speed level that they need. You know, but regardless of that, we've got plenty of milk coming from other regions of the country that are easily keeping this market more than satisfied with its milk supplies, at least at this time frame. But, you know, at least California, the rains have kind of stopped. Now we got some heat out west, which is going to be the interesting side. You know, see how that can have an impact, especially in the, that northwestern corridor as temperatures are pushing close to the 100-degree mark for this time of the year. I don't want to overlook uh, the crop planting progress report. I mean, we saw a pretty aggressive jump in Wisconsin. I saw that some of the numbers initially looked pretty good, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, but then they stalled out. Yeah, you know, again, we just kind of had a week. I think the market was a little surprised. We thought the market, the, the corn planting pace was going to be fairly strong. It was. We still got up to 65%. We're still well over the five-year average. But trade was expecting that number to get even closer to 70%. You know, so we did see some slowdown in, in both corn and soybeans, at least according to what the market was anticipating. You know, some of that might have been some of the moisture and things of that note going through. And again, we're still focused on the northern tier. You know, you look at North Dakota, still 5% planted as of the 14th of May, that's 21% behind the five-year average. You know, so that's going to be something we watch. Wisconsin still about 12% behind the five-year average here as well. You know, so that, that planting pace kind of slowed down in some of those key areas that, you know, we still need to see down the road. You know, some of those prevent plant dates are coming up pretty quickly yeah. here. And so it's going to be interesting to see how that all kind of shakes out. That's still one of those pieces of this corn market. You know, we got those numbers, but we got a lot of time and a lot of different things can change over the next handful of months. Here's John Heinberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, always available to you. Again, TotalFarmMarketing.com, their website, toll-free number 800-334-9779. And tell them your email address, uh, John, if they want to shoot you a quick question. Sure. Feel free to reach out at John H at TotalFarmMarketing.com. All right, buddy. Thanks for the time this morning. Have a good week. Sounds good. Have a great week. 
John Heinberg joining us live this morning from West Bend. Again, TotalFarmMarketing.com, their website. A lot of information digested in just a matter of a few minutes conversation with John. Again, John Heinberg, TotalFarmMarketing.com. We'll catch up with you.